It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. I am speaking today with Jordan Lewis, who is the co-founder and CEO of StableWork, an online marketplace for sales professionals. Prior to StableWork, Jordan was also the co-founder and CEO at Bidwell, an end-to-end property rental platform, and before that, Spacelist. So he's got some background in the, uh, in the uh, both tech and property tech industries. Uh, It was Canada's leading commercial real estate platform, and he oversaw the redevelopment of the company's short and long-term strategy. Um, Jordan has a Bachelor of Technology degree in network and security application development and computer systems technology, which is super exciting for me because it's actually somebody whose education is directly related to their entrepreneurial story. Um, And so he took that education right here at the British Columbia Institute of Technology. So super excited today to welcome Jordan. Hello, thanks for having me. Hi, yeah. So uh, I have a little insight on what stable work is, but really let's talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial story. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so my story, I guess, started early. I've always been into computers. Um, I originally started doing event promotion and realized that if I wanted to take things to the next level, I needed to get an education in computer science. So I went to school, kind of refactored my skill set, and just jumped right in. So as you noted, I started out as Spaceless, kind of managing their transition as their interim CEO, which was really fun. They're Canada's leading um, commercial real estate platform. From there, we kind of launched Bidwell on the back of that experience, which was really exciting. Bidwell was an end-to-end leasing platform. We had negotiations in-app, and we got a ton of exposure across North America, and it was amazing. Um, But the tech that we had built out actually related to other services. This idea of on-demand property tours really translates to any type of on-demand freelance platform. Mm. And that's what burst stable. So we took a look at our talent base of realtors and noticed that a ton of them had experience outside the real estate space, specifically in sales. So inside sales, SDR work. Yeah. And we launched with that idea and it's taken off from there. So that's kind of our origin story and how we were founded. Absolutely. Now, something I just want to ask and touch on a little bit is, you know, the, um, when you set out, you you left university, you uh, ended up in a job, right, working um, with uh, with Bidwell and or with Spaceless, really, and then that evolved into an entrepreneurial pursuit. Um, you know, I, I, in that that pathway, which is take a job then start your own business, do you think that's common? Uh, I think it is common. So if I go back even further, I was actually a software engineer at a company called Fortinet, which is a network security company. And as I was working there, I was actively building out Bidwell, working on entrepreneurial side gigs. Uh-huh. I've always that naturally. So yeah, I think it is quite common. It's hard to just jump in. You don't make money right away on these ideas you have. It takes a while of hard work and you really need to survive, right? Living in a city like Vancouver is so expensive. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a pretty uh, typical path to entrepreneurialism for sure. Yeah, a little bit of a side hustle. Uh, Just out of curiosity, do you uh, have uh, entrepreneurial influence in your youth? 
Um, I did. So my mom's an entrepreneur. She's actually uh, ran her own business for the last 30 years. She was in recruiting. Um, you know, it's funny. We actually talk about this all the time. She used to always tell me she got the most satisfaction when she could place people in careers, career changes, giving them that employment they're looking for. And now full circle, we're doing the same thing, providing opportunities <laughs> for sales professionals. So yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, stable work. Um, can you describe it from the customer experience uh, and then from the client experience? Sure, yeah. So um, we're two-sided marketplace essentially. Mm -hmm. So we're a marketplace for sales professionals. And what we do is we provide companies with highly skilled on-demand sales professionals to help them scale and grow their business. So from one side of the marketplace as a sales professional, we're basically allowing them to move out of the typical linear career path and giving them more flexibility. So the idea of being their own boss being able to work from home, flexible hours, while still earning a really attractive income. It's something that a lot of people want to do, but just don't have that opportunity. You know, there are other platforms, Uber, Lyft, these are labor and transportation, but being able to utilize your existing skill set as a sales professional is something very attractive to people. So that's on the one side of the marketplace. The other side for companies, we provide them tremendous flexibility. So this idea of being able to scale up and deploy a sales team yeah. in any market without the overhead is just something you don't really see as a small to medium sized business having that ability. Um, the other cool thing about it is there's tons of flexibility in when they can and actually schedule and deploy their resources. So for example, if you're outreaching to a restaurant, you're trying to turn up new business opportunities, you want to make sure you're calling, not at the peak period when management's busy, but at ideal call windows that are beneficial to you. So we provide them that flexibility to manage and, and, and manage the scope and cost of their campaigns without the overhead. So no CPP, no EI, no benefits. This idea of having to house a large team. Instead, you can have them work remotely, which is really attractive. And like I was saying, we're attracting a lot of top tier sales talent that would never apply to these roles um, normally for full-time employment. So right. it's a win for both sides. And it gives uh, the sales professionals some flexibility and some variety in, in their jobs, right? Where, um, you know, maybe they, and, and it's funny because the, the skill, the soft skill, if you like, of sales and a bit like your mom saying the adrenaline rush of being able to, to broker a company to the right salespeople and be able to marry that up. You know, you would, you, you either have that in your heart and it's something that you love to do regardless of who you're working for. Um, I see as, as one of the benefits for the sales professionals. What, how, what's been your experience so far in the feedback from them? Yeah, so from a sales professional standpoint, they absolutely love it, right? We've had so yeah. much positive feedback, you know, and it's for different reasons. So, for example, we have a sales rep. She was leading a Fortune 500 company for 20 years, their sales department, recently had a child. And this idea of losing out on earning potential and opportunity was stable. She's able to work from home. And this is somebody that would never apply to that role full time. Mm -hmm. We have another individual who just got accepted at SFU on a full scholarship. He used to manage call centers. Again, somebody that would never apply. So we're attracting a lot of right. top talent to these companies, which is great. If you look at the Bay Area, a typical SDR or inside sales professional typically lasts about six months. It's high burnout, high turnover. It's an entry-level position. 
position, but with stable, you're getting veterans of the industry applying to these gigs that they would never have interest in as a full-time employee. So it's working out tremendously well for, for freelancers, for companies, for everybody. Well, and one of the things that we talked about on uh, our introductory call was, um, you know, being able to accommodate with this new on-demand technology, love technology, is, um, you know, being able to accommodate people in, in flow with their lifestyle and even in flow with their geography, right? That, um, you know, you can, you can be at home with a, with a, with a child or you can be in Tofino, British Columbia on the furthest west coast of Canada or the furthest west east coast in, uh, Prince, in Prince Edward Island and still be in a, in a well-paying sales professional job, right? You don't have to necessarily um, be in the major urban centers. So, Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely seeing a transition. So when you look at Canada, it's approximately 18% of the country is self-employed. A really cool note on that is that BC is actually leading of provinces of all employees. We have the largest portion of self-employed individuals. Um, what's really cool too is it was typically um, agricultural industry that was housing a lot of self-employed, but with industrialization of that space, it's kind of moving more towards professional services. So these professional services are starting to take up a lot of the self-employed um, space. And the reason why are things you just touched on, the flexibility, being able to work from home. You know, maybe you have a child you're raising and you want to be able to work from home and be a part of their life. Maybe you have an aging um, parent that you're looking to take care of, that, that flexibility while still making a really attractive income, it's something that a lot of people are looking for more and more as they're setting out on their professional um, endeavors. Awesome. So question um, from the client's perspective. I mean, we have, I'm in touch with lots of companies who, you know, they, they're growing at such, you know, they're, they're doing that startup phase where they're uh, working 80 hours a week or hundred hours a week and they're doing jack of all trades, right? They're doing the technology, they're doing the cleaning, they're doing the manufacturing, they're doing the sales, they're doing the PR, they're doing everything. And really there's usually a tipping point where they go, okay, so now I need to enroll somebody to help me with the sales of the product. I know that the product or the service is uh, of value. I have enough clients. Now I just need to fill, you know, the pipeline. If you like, I need to be able to serve more clients and um, hiring somebody full time not knowing if they can perform right or not not having demonstrated experience with them with your product and sales to me this is a bit of a no-brainer for those companies yeah what, how who who's are you finding so far that you're serving a particular niche or do you envision wanting to serve a particular industry sector yeah, so we're all over the place. We're not specific to any individual industry. Typically, we work with businesses that are looking to scale and grow. So if you just look at the numbers, a high growth business, a startup, an early stage company that's looking to scale and grow, they spend a lot on sales. And if they're not doing that, they should be. Unlike Mark Cuban says, sales cures everything. So they should really be focusing on that. When you look at some of the big players down south, you know, Salesforce has reported spending upwards of 50% of their revenue on sales, right? Wow. Google spends upwards of 60% of their revenue on sales. So with, the, with, with Stable, what they're able to do 
is minimize that risk, kind of mitigate concerns around bad mm -hmm. hires, training, retraining, the turnover. With Stable, you can come into the platform, you can launch a sales team in any market, and you can really select the best talent possible. So you have insight to their past performance, what are their metrics, how many calls are they putting out, how many deals are they bringing in. We schedule meetings for our clients. Having that type of insight allows companies to make really educated decisions on talent that they can bring onto their team to execute. So from a company perspective that's looking to scale and grow, a platform like Stable is a huge tool to do that efficiently, effectively, and make sure you maximize your dollar um, when you're awesome. going out there selling your product. Absolutely. So now you are based in Vancouver, beautiful British Columbia. Tell me yeah. a little bit about the experience. Uh, did you grow up in Vancouver as well? I did actually. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in Vancouver. I've lived here my entire life. Um, so I've seen it transition from where it was um, in the past. I'm, I'm, I just turned 37. So uh, I have a little bit of experience in the market here. But um, yeah, Vancouver is a beautiful city. It's really expensive. Um, and you know, that's one of the reasons too why we see a lot of freelancers coming to the platform, right? Um, it's either they're looking to do this full time or they're looking to supplement their income. So um, Vancouver is a great place for technology. There's a lot of cool growing companies here. Um, and yeah, I love it. Vancouver always offers challenges. Um, but yeah, it's a great city to start a business for sure. Well, and tell me a little bit about um, what uh, outside of work. So now, you know, I know what you're doing. Did, what, what keeps you thriving and energized day to day? Yeah, <laughs> challenges. I love solving problems is really what keeps me going. Um, really the satisfaction, as I touched on before, um, when you speak to an individual sales rep and you see that you literally allowed them to quit their nine to five full-time job of working at an office, commuting, everybody knows how hard it is to commute in Vancouver with the cost of living. A lot of people are being pushed out to the suburbs. So this ability to work from home and the gratitude you receive from individual sales reps, just being that happy, that is very satisfying and that is very motivating I mean it's a problem we're trying to solve um, but yeah we're confident in our ability to do it and thus far it's, it's been working out tremendously well so what about you what is a typical day in the life of Jordan look like are you an early morning riser a uh, get work done in the afternoon kind of guy yeah, so I'm an all hours type of person. So uh, coming from BCIT, being computers, specifically data communication, um, mm -hmm. you're used to long hours, right? So I'm used to staying up till three, four in the morning, waking up at six and getting going early. So um, I try to catch up on weekends with sleep, but I'm, uh, I'm an all day type of person. <laughs> and I, I got to say, you look pretty fit. So there's got to be some secret sauce for you as far as either what you're eating or how you're <laughs> physically moving around. What's, what's, your, what's your secret sauce? Yeah, so I stay active. You know, our team actually does the gross grind every week. Right now, the grass grinds close. Right, um, you learn a lot with people when you when you do these type of exercises. It's great teamwork, great building, great experience. So we try to stay active in doing that. Um, I actively participate in jujitsu, basketball. I'm really active. I love going for runs. I'm doing the BMO half marathon. And so you know, work hard, play hard. I find that um, <laughs> exercise definitely energy. So um, I try to keep things going by staying active for sure. Excellent. Now a little bit of soundbite. If I was, um, uh, you know, pursuing either a job or let's say a side hustle in technology, particularly in the on-demand sector, what do you think 
what are the trends there? Why is it so important? I mean, you use the term on demand. What, did, what does that really mean? Yeah, so Uber really revolutionized this whole idea of on demand, this idea, you know, with the revolution of cell phones and people, you, you, as a technology company, you have the ability to touch people at any time of the day. So this idea of being able to pick up your phone and request the service on demand is kind of where things are transitioning. And if you look at the future of work and where it's going, there's just so much focus on flexibility in the workplace, setting your own hours and being your own boss, um, that this idea of on-demand work is something that's gaining a ton of traction, specifically in the higher skilled um, professions. As I noted, it typically started in the labor market. You were seeing this evolution of on-demand services. Um, but now when you're looking at professional services, you have everything from sales as in stable.work. You have everything as in doctors. I've even read um, articles yeah. reporting that they're looking at having pilots uh, be freelancers and independent contractors. So um, the future of uh, work is definitely looking attractive and bright. So I mean, just to glean your insight, and of course, your mom's also in HR. So between the, you know, at the at the dinner table conversations, what do you see as two to three trends that almost any business should be at least considering, if not actively transitioning in, in regards to the, the changing nature of work? Yeah, for sure. So um, when you're looking at trends, you also got to look at cities and the way they're being being developed and built you know so many people are being forced out of the metropolitan centers of like mm. where it's most expensive to live you look at vancouver and the suburbs are booming because the cost of living in the city is so expensive so this idea of remote work and being able to work from home remotely is definitely a trend we're seeing and that will continue over time um definitely this idea of being your own boss and not having to um you know punch in and clock out and be a burden to the company but more as an independent contractor is definitely a trend we're seeing as well as i noted um professional services in terms of self-employment are increasing year over year and that's a trend that's looking to continue over time um, and then yeah just being happy in your role right I think a lot of companies need to know that employees need to be happy um, there's so much opportunity out there there's a ton of flexibility and if you're not keeping your employees happy you're gonna lose them so um, those are definitely trends we keep an eye on um, the supply side of, of employees is increasing increasing as well so looking out at sales professionals that are looking to become self-employed it's increasing so um, these trends are things we monitor and and, and take note to um, specifically on local markets because we are a local to local marketplace okay um, yep. and those are trends we follow in and yeah they're definitely moving in the right direction for stable so when you say you're following those trends can you give me some insight of where you get your sort of industry knowledge and backing are you a, are there a particular periodical or a podcast or data from the accounting firms where, where do you get your your information and insight yeah so there's a lot of government organizations that put out information like stats canada has a lot of information on self-employed and in that in that type of um industry knowledge yes. um, there's also a lot of podcasts that focus specifically on technology and how that's e evolving um so we kind of keep our ears to the ground there as well mm -hmm. um feedback from individuals on the platform we're very active and kind of engaging our user base to follow trends and, and see what these trend lines look like 
over time. Um, and then also there's other paid subscriptions you can gain access to that are more um, driven around industry information. So publicly traded companies releasing information and those being summarized in reports. So staying on top of the public information that companies release um, when you look at stock information, there's a lot of uh, year-end and quarterly reports you can follow. Stats Canada is another good one, but keeping your ear to the ground and really listening to podcasts in this space that you're interested in is, is a good way to stay on top of trend lines before they even start really emerging statistically. Right. So what about uh, some in-person experiences for you? Do you belong to an entrepreneur group or a business professional group? Um, in, in British Columbia or Vancouver or online, what, what's your, who, who's in your network? Yeah, so um, we sponsor events in Vancouver. Uh, one cool event is Volition. They have these master classes that help startups and, and companies grow and build and understand the space a little bit more. Um, so we're actively involved in that. I'm also actively involved in my alumni group at BCIT. Um, we're always looking for top tier talent coming out of schools in Vancouver or other places. So uh, we stay active there as well. Um, and then LinkedIn and uh, other uh, content platforms we're becoming more active in. As When we were doing Bidwell, we were more active and we got a lot of traction there. So now with Stable, as it's taking off, we're looking to uh, do the same. And would you, uh, let, let's just pick that on-demand sort of style of business. Um, anything in particular that you would suggest to listeners or an audience member to stay on top of those trends, whether you're a, a current user or maybe, maybe, maybe you're not as engaged with the on-demand, you know, you've never booked an Airbnb and you've never driven an Uber, which is, um, which is maybe the plight of too many of us in BC since it's pretty new to BC, but um, what, what, how, how can people experience the on-demand uh, or get a sense of the on-demand experience uh, if you're a little more traditional in your thinking? Yeah, for sure. So if you're looking for on-demand solutions, they're all over the place, right? You can find cleaning services that are on-demand. You can find transportation in terms of Uber, which we just got in Vancouver. Thankfully, it took forever, but um, yeah, these type of things are everywhere. So as I noted, professional services, Stable's a great one. We're helping sales professionals. Um, there's another company out of Toronto called Hire, which focuses on hospitality. It's another cool on-demand service. So if you're a restaurant cool. looking for support on demand, that's another platform wow. you can check out. Um, but they're everywhere, right? Like when you're looking at transportation, you're looking at home repair, um, you're looking at Angie's List is another good one out of the U.S. that kind of established himself early when it comes to like home repair and decor and things of that nature. So they're everywhere, um, essentially. Airbnb is another good one you spoke to. So if you're looking to travel, I'd suggest looking at Airbnb. You can save tremendous money on that. Um, if you're ever looking to take transportation in this city, I always highly recommend Uber or Lyft because they're vastly cheaper than taxi services. So if you're looking to save money um, and interactions with people that are real people, right? It's, it's a great experience. So I'd highly recommend any on-demand service people can kind of gain access to. Perfect. Hey, uh, Jordan, are you, um, do you have like a, uh, let's say a motivational quotation on your computer or on your wall that, uh, that, that you look at every day? Yeah, so the one I spoke to earlier, Mark Cuban, sales cures everything. <laughs> if you're not selling, you need to be selling. Um, and it's a model we live by as well, right? 
um, as a sales platform. You need to be selling constantly. And we say that to every company, every entrepreneur, even if you're not, like my background's technical, right? I'm a trained yeah. software engineer. I'm not a natural salesperson, but through experience and being able to dive in and just feel uncomfortable, um, you get used to it. And it's something you can pick up quickly. So I'd recommend that experience up above all. Sell all the time. It's funny you say that because I've always said, you know, everybody should be frontline in hospitality at some point in their career just to experience the the plethora of demands and and fastness of things happening around you but honestly everybody should try sales right is um because you, you there's a point where you get better at crafting your ask you you become much more resilient when people say no or you learn that okay maybe timing is not great right now but put me you know maybe maybe there's a better time to connect with with them right and those kind of learning things that come from sales are very difficult to replicate in other uh aspects of of a business for sure and you know that's one of the reasons why we're making a bet on sales right it's that um emotional intelligence that a sales professional has that things like artificial intelligence can't replicate the ability to be able to read a person and understand their wants and what they're looking for and really help them discover a solution instead of just selling them the best salespeople are there to help you figure out what you need to solve your problem not to just tell you what to buy because they want to sell you something so that ability of having that emotional intelligence it's it's invaluable whether it's sales whether it's personal relationships whatever the case is managing people um so that's definitely something people should you know jump in head first and experience I love it. I love it. Hey, just in closing, is there, um, you, you talked about Mark Cuban in the book sales, right? What's it called? Sales is sales everything. everything. Sales cures everything. Do you have another recommended reading? Yeah. So, um, there's a book called, um, by Frank Betcher that's called, um, oh, the name is escaping me right now. Um, oh, how I, how I Improve Myself in Sales. It's a great book. It's from the 1950s, so it's a little bit older. Um, but it's a great book about somebody that actually was a professional baseball player, um, had an injury that ended his career, and then he began selling insurance. And it's just a story that's really easy to follow and read about his experience in sales from the bottom, working his way up to the top. And it's a great book, How I Improve Myself in Sales. It's, it's just an amazing book um, for, by Frank Bettschier. And, and yeah, I'd recommend reading that one for sure. I, well, and I confess, Jordan, I was, I was going to close off, but a, a question popped in my mind that's maybe super important for potential salespeople is, is there a constraint or a restriction on the status of you as a salesperson? And what I mean by that is, um, you know, if I'm living in uh, on another island, right? And um, and I would like to try and connect with Canadian companies and and represent and be sales related there. Or uh, I know somebody who's actually staying with me in Canada right now that doesn't have a working holiday visa in Canada but has significant sales experience in Australia. What, what, what's that? How do you engage with stable work? Is there a restriction based on actual work status? Yeah, for sure. So we're local to local marketplace. So the idea of the platform is we match up local businesses with local sales pros, because there still is this idea that um, you want to be able to interact with your team. You might have a face-to-face -face meeting you might want to have in the city. It's also okay. this idea of context. So, 
the idea of being out as a company able to say, okay, we want to move into Toronto, but we don't have sales professionals out there. So let's go to stable. Let's find a sales team in Toronto and let's let them run and sell our product. And this idea of having local contacts, being right. able to okay. the norms of the city is what we see as being tremendously valuable when it comes to sales. So um, as a foreign applicant, you wouldn't have that ability, but yeah. as a local in Canada or in a market that we're active in, you would have that ability. So there are some restrictions there. Um, so yeah. Perfect. Um, well, first of all, it was great to meet you. I've, I have some insight because we've got, we're doing some work with stable work, which I'm excited so I can report on the processes internally are, uh, are fantastic and supportive of both clients and, and sales staff. So, um, so super endorsed by us as well, but uh, it was great to hear your entrepreneurial journey. And uh, yeah, we look forward to working with you, hopefully uh, beyond Vancouver very soon. Hopefully across Canada at some point. Yeah, no, we're excited. We think um, the partnership will work tremendously well. And yeah, we're definitely excited to explore it further um, on our end too. Awesome. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. Any last words um, that you'd like to share? And quickly, if you could tell us the best way to connect with you post-podcast. For sure. So anybody that's in sales and they want to be able to work remotely, be their own boss, have flexible hours, check us out, stable.work, www.stable.work. And then for any company looking to scale and grow, the power of freelance is, is tremendous. And the flexibility we offer will definitely benefit your business. So if you're looking to hire top tier sales talent, check us out as well, um, www.stable.work. And a little bit, where are we going to find you personally? What's the best? Are you a LinkedIn guy or are you a Facebook guy or an Instagram yeah, guy? What I'm on LinkedIn, so you LinkedIn. can find me. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jordan. We look forward to seeing you later. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.